Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Jersey Boys Podcast right here on the Blogging the Boys Podcast Network, powered by SB Nation. Your host, Dave Sturchill, alongside America's fan, Keith Ernst, and, of course, nationally known comedian, Brett Ernst. Boys, we're still flying high right now going into this week, right? I mean, I know me. First of all, when I say flying high, I mean as high as Brett jumped off the ground when I saw when, when CeeDee Lamb caught a ball. I've never seen since Jordan. I've never seen a man jump that high. Really? I got I got a little excited. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I'm I'm glad he could celebrate. I'm glad he was celebrating. I wasn't allowed last time I was there, so I don't know. Well, that's that's uh, what I was that's what I was wondering about. I was right. like, am He's I like, gonna, right. am I gonna uh, that's what I was wondering about. I was like, am I gonna be able to do this? Like, am I gonna be able to celebrate? And he he kind of set the tone uh in Dallas awesome and it was on, man. I was ready to go. I lost my voice by the end of the first quarter. Like it was uh it was definitely Definitely one of the better games that I've ever seen, uh, and it was it wasn't close. You know, there was a couple times where I was just like, "Oh my god, I don't know about this." Uh, but Brett, Brett was very optimistic. He was a little starching the whole time. He was he was every time I got like nervous or you know paranoid about a cer- certain situation, he said everything's gonna be fine. Everything's gonna mm-hmm. be fine. Actually, you know? uh, Sturch was calling plays, man. I was, I was. Yeah, you were like Tony Romo up there. I was like, you know, I think it was one of the Schultz ones. I was like, all right, this one's Dalton over the middle or whatever. And then bang, hit Dalton over the middle. The people around me were looking at me, like turning around, like, okay, uh, all right, that's enough. Like, yeah, how yeah. many of these do you know? Uh, but yeah, dude, what an experience, man. Me and Brett really had a good time. Uh, that entire weekend was I wish flawless. you were there, bro. It was, yeah, it was crazy, man. It was yeah. great. It was really good. Um, and, you know, it was really good, like, because we got there and, you know, we scored and then they scored. And, you know, the Eagle fans started running their mouth. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then it was just all over from that. They just sat quiet, started leaving early. Yeah, that, that was the best. There was a couple lingerers uh, at the end of the game where they were just like kind of I, I was yelling to them to beat the traffic. Like, you know, and then like you got Brett literally yelling fly Eagles fly home. <laughs> That's what he was saying the whole time. Yeah, I and kept I'm, yelling. Uh, throw throw damn- the towel. <laughs> Yeah. I, I think it was, towel. it's I supposed think, to be an exhibition. Right. This is there was a perfect Philadelphia segue uh for the Eagles as we refer, reference Rocky Four over and over and over again. Uh saying throw the damn towel because the, just the, the a cow- quick go ahead. No, I was just gonna say the Cowboys just kept putting it on them. Yo, um, but our defense played amazing, man. I mean the turnovers, bro, watching them all swarm around the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the more I, I watch Micah Parsons, uh, he he reminds me more of Derek Thomas. Yeah, I can you see know, that. The, I can see that. His, a lot of the comps right now, um, you know, not to get too overexcited about a guy like Micah Parsons, but a lot of people are comparing him to like a Von Miller, you know, just the explosive edge rusher that can do multiple things. And we saw that clear as day uh from from our from our seats so that's back-to-back weeks that we've had jersey boys representation at dallas cowboy games keith being at the charger game me and brett being at the at the philadelphia eagle game none of us are going to the carolina panther game but that's 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 the next step in this dallas cowboy team uh you know obviously look you you put the put this game to bed but you also you do want to ride high. You know, you're two games now in a row. This one, obviously, a lot more convincing than the, than the Charger game. But do you guys contribute that to Philadelphia being that bad, or do you think this team has something to them? I'll start with Keith. Oh, yeah. I think this team is definitely has something to them. I mean, there was – I mean, and it's – you know, it's funny with the defense that 
we have the, I think the 25th or 26th ranked defense, but we're number one in turnovers, right? Crazy, crazy. I know that's, that's, you know, that's insane. And that, but you know, as, as Brett has mentioned to me, like he'd rather have that than the number one defense. Yeah. I mean, look, they're going to, they're going to give up the yards. Like those, Mm -hmm. that's, that's what kind of puts you in the rankings and stuff with the yards given up. But, but the, but the turnovers, man, I mean, this is something that it was a foreign language to us last year. And that's what's happening is that, you know, this, this year, our defense is showing up and our offense looks better. And we had offense. I mean, last year with Dak, we had the offense. We know we did, but the defense was just no faith whatsoever. Right. And when that, when that interception came, when that first interception came from, um, Antonio Brown. I meant mm-hmm. Anthony Brown. Sorry. Yeah. That was uh, you know, that was something special, man. Cause then it's like, okay, we're doing it again. We're, you know, yeah. this is what this is what we need. We need those types of plays. And plus, you know, they couldn't, I don't know what the Eagles were thinking. Would they run Miles Sanders like four times or something? Yeah, the they abandoned they abandoned it very, very quickly. And uh it's something that's a testament to to the 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 league you play in now, where as if like, you know, you take what you're given, right? I mean, that's it's something that Dallas Cowboys have almost kind of made the the mantra of this year like they're going to run the ball when they're given the run they're going to throw the rock around when when they're given it and and i think the 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 eagles hit the panic button a little too quick you know they were they 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 just and and that and that pick by anthony brown was just mm -hmm. a really bad ball you know that ball fell real short you know but you know what not for nothing nine times out of 10, the old Dallas Cowboy team, that would have been like a dropped interception. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, now these guys like that, are yeah. actually coming yeah. down with the ball. But, yeah, keep going. No, the one thing that bothers me, the one thing that, and you know, we got to take something once again is some of the questionable coaching decisions and the clock management. Yeah, we we talked know. about that in great length uh, on a Tuesday round or Wednesday roundtable with uh, me and RJ Ochoa. Yeah, a lot of people are, are are calling for Mike McCarthy's head on that, and, and and it worries you because now you're like, okay, it's happened literally three times in three games. You know what I mean? Where yeah. and and we're going back to the Giant game last year where there was no review. Remember, like yeah. So so yeah, mm-hmm. where does this deem as far as like your worry? level you know is this going to happen like once a game because it's going to cost us eventually well here's the thing it's happening a lot um i mean when is it going to happen when it's i'm not saying it's not going to happen again i'm worried about when it's going to happen right get what i'm saying and yeah and and, you know it's like yeah sure it happened during a blowout fine you know but what if it's a a a game that's going to get us that can get us into the playoffs or in the playoffs like it was against the giants and the thing that bothers me is is about McCarthy is he doesn't come out and say I messed up, right? Because he actually he, defends it. He'll defend it. He'll say that there's certain things and aspects and like uh, it's one of the one the the one of the really piss poor excuses that he used was that if they would have called all the timeouts and you know the Eagles would have punted, our backs would have been against the wall, right? If the if the Eagles were to pinch us deep, and he's looking at the previous. Dak Prescott interception in the end zone, you know, when he got batted around and it got caught by Fletcher Cox, mm-hmm. he was worried about that happening again. And I'm like, no, man, you got to be aggressive. And yeah, like, that's me, stupid. That's myself, so myself and Brett were in the stat. If 93,000 people are questioning why isn't a timeout being called, we 93,000 people can't be wrong, yeah, you know, and exactly. especially the people watching at home, me and Brett are watching the clock tick away and we're like, what the hell is going on here? And I'm texting you guys saying the same thing. Like, right, right. And I'm like, well, what, what is he waiting for? And I'm like, I, I was like, I don't know if Mike knows the rules, but 
these things don't carry over. You don't get five timeouts in the second half because you don't use them. You can't leave them in your pocket. And we're lucky Trayvon Diggs, you know, had that pick six in the beginning. If they would have drove down, it would have been a one-score game if they scored. Uh, yeah. Listen, ahead, uh, I would say that it was 70, maybe 75% good defense, 25% bad Eagles play. Okay. And the other thing you got to realize is they're putting up a lot of yards because we're playing a lot of man coverage. You know that we're not right. we're not zone we're not playing zone we're 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 always in man. I didn't know that really. There's a lot of man coverage, yeah. A lot of man coverage, especially you can see it from up top. And those plays, uh, Diggs breaking on the ball. I meant the Brown interception was. Um, Jordan Brown, right? Who 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 got no, the Anthony, first? Anthony, Anthony Brown, Brown, yeah. I did. Brown. Th- what, what did I get? Jordan? Oh, I'm thinking Jordan whatever. Jordan Lewis. Yeah, there's yeah, a couple. Uh, of Anthony Brown interception. That was an underthrown ball. Uh, that was a bad pass. But Trayvon Diggs, man, he he broke on it, man. He broke on it. Uh, he took the angle, made the kid look open. Um, that was all him. And uh, the yards don't really scare me that much. You know, um, they, yeah, you're they, you're a little bit you're a little bit less uh, concerned about the big chunk plays than I am. I, I always think like, can't we just get the damn defense off the field? And you're yeah. more or less a little bit more passive on that one. And I wish I could be like you because I, I really it drives me nuts when it's third and seven or third and eight. And these guys, you know, get 11 yards or a big chunk play to Dallas Goddard or whoever in that game in particular. But look, I mean, it, it's a very the Dallas um, Cowboys right now are bend, not break defense. Well, yeah. but um, again, man, um they make the plays when they need to make the plays. And, and that's really important. Like they stopped a couple fourth downs and, you know, don't forget either with the chargers, they, their drive was kept alive twice. Right. Their touchdown drives by bad penalties. True. I believe even one of them was when we had the turnover and they, and they kept it going when they yeah. said it was a pass interference when we were like, what? Yeah, yeah, and, and credit to the Cowboys' discipline. Uh, not a lot of penalties on uh, on Monday night, so that's that's definitely credit to the coaching staff on this. Now, we but put we the can't Eagles... eat the cheese. We can't eat the cheese. I know you're still you're still not you're still not convinced. I mean, not I'm not saying not convinced, but you 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 on uh, on one hand wanted this close competitive edge game, right? And I, I said, yeah, absolutely. I said, I said we got to just. Kick, you know, beat the brakes off this Eagles team because I think the Eagles are a bad team. I think where we got that uh, common ground was at the end and when we put up the 40 points. You know what I mean? Like, that was showing you that it's like, okay, look, we know we're winning this game already, but guess what? We're going to put it on you even more, and we're going to drive down in the fourth quarter to score but, more points. But you can't eat the cheese, buddy. I say don't eat the cheese, but enjoy week by week, man. Have fun. Like, like, oh, we've, be, we've been riding, we've been riding. I know, I know but I mean, all, you could, I mean, be happy. Let's be happy, you know, because we never know what's going to happen this week. Right, right. So now I, it, all right. So the Eagles are in our rear view, right? We're in first place in the NFC East after three weeks, which is cool because the rest of the NFC East is just complete garbage, right? And that's, it's fine. I'm, I'm all for it. You know, it makes our lives a little easier, uh, you know, when the Washington football team and the New York Giants and the Eagles just don't look good. But now, poise the new problem. We're staying home. We got the Carolina Panthers, uh, you know, uh, uh, one o'clock start, 12 o'clock if you're in Dallas, which, by the way, was the greatest thing in the world. Monday Night Football ending at 1015 out there. I was like, so wait, you're telling me we have the rest of the night to just do whatever we want? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was, it was phenomenal. And we went over to Texas Live and had a great time. Uh, but anyway, so 
the, the Carolina Panthers are here, and the Carolina Panthers are coming in 3-0, and right? So who do they beat? That's that's the big thing, right? So you look at the Carolina Panthers' first three games. Week one, they beat up on the Jets, who have not won a game yet. Week two, they beat up on the Saints, who have had this Jekyll Hyde thing going on with Jameis Winston. You know, one week, they beat the crap out of the uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, and then the following week, they get beat by the Panthers. You know what I mean? So they're very Jekyll Hyde. And then they got the Houston Texans, who, again, they can't get out of their own way either. So now, with a 3-0 record, great. You know, you win the games on your schedule. That's just the name of the game. But now they're coming in here a little hobbled, okay? Their, their star, Christian McCaffrey, will be missing a couple weeks. So they got Chuba Hubbard as their RB1 coming in. Sam Darnold, that passing attack is legitimate where it comes to DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, guys like that. How do you feel like the Cowboys' defense matches up against the this Carolina offense minus a Christian McCaffrey? I'll start with Keith. Well, you know, it's, it's scary about the what this Chuba Chuba Hubbard guy. I believe he's a rookie. Yes. Right. And, yes, he is. You know, when rookies play the Cowboys, they get all excited. They run their butts off because they know they're playing America's team. You know, they want. I mean, a good example is when nobody knew who Devontae Freeman was until he played the Cowboys his first game and had one of his biggest games. That was right. uh, the first game after Romo got injured and Weed and Weed and Boys was in there. And we Weed and we jumped up like twenty-one nothing. With Joseph Randall, and then they then Atlanta came back, and Freeman ran all over. But I'm just saying, it's known. It's known for it, for running backs to come in, no name running backs, running backs that you may not have heard of, and run all over us. Um. So, but that being said, Christian McCaffrey, man, when I was watching them against Houston, and with Sam Darnold, by the way, and let's not forget, Sam Darnold beat us when he was with the Jets. I he did. He may have been he, his he, first victory he ever had. Of course, of course. Why not? Against us, <laughs> and and they were defeated at the time. Um. So, and that was with us having Dak. But back to Christian McCaffrey. When I was watching them with Christian McCaffrey, I'm like, wow, this is a good team, well balanced, you know. And when you're when you're seeing like the pressure was taken off of Sam Darnold not to make those stupid mistakes he's made in the past because you can dump it off as much as you want. Dump it off or like there's actually a play action, you know. Right. Oh, you know what I mean? Right. Now that when Christian McCaffrey went out, you saw it disappear a little bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now they've yeah. had ten days of practice, um, but if you're asking me, I I see in this game, um, as far as as far as our defense goes, and I know Carolina really hasn't played anyone. But as far as our defense goes, I, I see I can see us shutting down and rattling Sam Darnold in this game with yeah. all the swarming and speed. And I think that I wouldn't take that rookie lightly. You know, I think that they step away from the run, sort of like what uh, the Eagles did a little too soon. Mm -hmm. And I can see I can see our defense doing really well in this game. Brett, your thoughts? Um, I agree with what Keith said. I'm I'm more. I mean, you know, Carolina's defense is really their strength. Yes, and, and they have a dope defense. Uh, so I think that's where I think our defense is better than their offense is, right? Mm -hmm. um, and especially, you know, we're waiting for Sam Darnold to be Sam Darnold, <laughs> right? I mean? um, but like he said, they've had ten days to practice. So, but I think our offense is better than their defense. I'm not going to lie. I think the way Dak is playing, uh, I, I think Carolina coach even. Uh, ref referenced or or uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Compared him to Peyton Manning, the way and Drew Brees, the way he's running up to the line mm -hmm. and controlling the line of scrimmage. Um, I really do think. 
I mean, we should win this game. We should win it. And I, and now we're inconsistent with my predictions. I thought we were going to lose to San Diego, remember, before the season and then go on a four-week run. Mm-hmm. I think now I think now is really when we start to it, we should start to crescendo. I know Keith loves that word. <laughs> but uh we have to keep getting better and better and um I I'm not as afraid of I'm not and again I, I hope I don't eat these words but I'm not afraid of Carolina's offense especially without Christian McCaffrey. I, I just I think we should be able to handle it. You know? Yeah, I, I, to Keith's point, uh, you know, the no-name running backs that come in and make a name for themselves against the Cowboys is a thing. That's definitely a thing. We've all seen it as Cowboy fans, absolutely. Uh, I think Sam Darnold, uh, to me, I think the first couple years of his career uh, is, is a very big reflection of piss-poor coaching. I do. I, I think that now he has Matt Rule. He's starting to make better decisions. He's got better weapons over here in Carolina than he did in New York. DJ Moore is one of the better, more underrated receivers in football. And then Robbie Anderson could take the top off, right? Uh, but again, I think as of last week, you know, and there's been a lot of talk about this, but as of last week, we now have a corner in which you almost want to avoid throwing it to him. That's that's how good I believe Trayvon Diggs is. No, so right. even even if even if they have a DJ Moore. Trayvon Diggs is going to be up in his face pretty much the entire time. So now it's really up to guys like Anthony Brown and, and the other cornerbacks to step up on a Robbie Anderson and make sure that there's enough help over the top because we've seen Anderson take the top off. We have. So that's that's the worrisome part of my Dallas Cowboy defense. But again, we have another week to watch Micah Parsons do, do you know do what he does. And, and it's he's so fast off the ball. And the Eagles' offensive line was depleted, and, and I know they had some injuries over there, so we really did bring it to Hurts. But Hurts was, in my opinion, a better mobile quarterback than Sam Darnold. You know what I'm saying? So if Hurts needed to get out of there, you would think he could just get out of there, but he couldn't. There was, just like Brett said in the open, the swarming of this defense. There's so many hats on the ball, you know, and I'm looking at this Carolina team, and I'm thinking to myself, well, Darnold, Darnold can't make those kinds of moves that Hurts could, and Hurts didn't. So that's why I feel like this defensive line coming in, Randy Gregory did miss practice this week with a knee injury. I think he's going to be fine. Everything's going to be all right. Um, and, and obviously you have Parsons on the other side. So And we're one week closer to getting a guy like Gallimore back, and we're one week closer to getting guys like you know uh, Demarcus Lawrence. I mean, that'll be a little bit longer, but this defense is doing what they're doing and they're banged up. We didn't have Keanu Neal to cover any uh, Dallas Goddard or or Zach Ertz to, to cover those tight ends like we wanted them to. So mm -hmm. this team is doing what they're doing shorthanded, which makes me really believe early. And also, again, to keep hitting this point, if you don't have an offensive line blocker for you, you're you don't have a running game, right? If, right. if you don't get pressure on the quarterback, you don't have a secondary. They they it's impossible to to do that i mean you can't cover that long in the nfl mm -hmm. and as long as we keep getting the pressure on and as long as we get you know uh, uh donald flustered our secondary is going to play amazing i mean we we have those picks too because we're in their face correct you know, and ill-advised throws. That's yeah. something we have not had either i mean what what game last year did, until we got our first sack 
right? Yeah, yeah. it's 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 well, something to be said for that. Go ahead, Keith. The thing about Sam Darnold, too, I want to go back to what you're saying. Um, what he has over Jalen is big time is height. And you know, yes. Sam Darnold 6'3. Um, he had, and watching that Houston game, he can move around. So yeah, that's absolutely. the one thing I'll say. And the guy is pretty damn accurate. You know, that what we need to do is get him flustered. And what's funny you said about Robbie Anderson, I believe I'm just I don't quote me or anything, but I think that was like I think he threw a 96 yard bomb to him when they played us on the Jets. That's absolutely was that Robbie Anderson. That was Robbie Anderson. Yeah, yeah man, I'm pretty, like, I'm pretty sure. The top, yeah, right. So it's like, yeah, they, they, you know, they're they're not scared. So they're they're coming in. I mean, I bet you they. they you know, but here's the thing, okay. I know what Brett said about their defense. Okay, mm-hmm. they have the, they actually have the number one defense in the NFL. I don't they do right know. now. Yep, they do. But once again, who did they play? And what now? You look well, at they play, you know, listen, they played they, they played Zach Wilson, they played Jameis Winston, and they played Miles Davis. Exactly. <laughs> Davis Mills. Davis Mills, right? Yeah, yeah. So you get you all right. So already you have two rookies they play. But mm-hmm. now you go to the second game where they shut down the, the Saints. Okay. So now you're like, wow, well, that's what the number one team. But I, I bet you a lot of listeners don't know this. And you might know this if you listen to Omir football team, but <laughs> the Saints have the 30th ranked offense. Now, when you think of when you think of Sean Payton and Drew Brees, you would never guess that. So, did Carolina? I mean, is their defense have they really, really faced a good offense yet? I mean, think about it. The I problem mean, is it, the problem is people bought into the Saints right away the way they handled the Green Bay Packers in Week yeah. One, right? So they they, they jumped all over. Rogers having just having a poor game. I, I agree with that. Yeah. I agree that Rodgers was just off and not not there mentally. Something something was off about Aaron Rodgers in Week One because since then he's thrown for six hundred yards. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. so so clearly he's he's fine. Um, but yeah, you're right, man. I mean, like the Carolina Panthers haven't really played anybody of note to to the reason why. And this is this goes to show you. This is there's an opposite side of the coin. Like when everybody's like, well, Dak threw for all those yards because they're always coming from behind, right? Well, how about the Carolina Panthers possibly could be the number one defense because they haven't played a goddamn team? You know what I mean? Like there's there's nobody, there's nobody of note yet. And the Dallas Cowboys offense, and we saw it against Philly, we've seen it against LA, we even definitely saw it against Tampa, just couldn't get it done, couldn't wrap it up. Mm -hmm. But I, I look at this Dallas Cowboys offense against the number one defense. And I say that they're going to do the same thing as far as exposing their weaknesses, attacking their weaknesses, rather than trying a million new things, right? Right. We, we thought we, there was one – it happens once a week, but there was one cute Kellen Moore play, oh, and that yeah. was the reverse to CeeDee Lamb. And I'm like, what are we doing, man? Like, just Make run no the sense, rock. Man. I know. Just it just – it. I don't know if they're just trying to catch you off guard or, or – I don't know what, but – it happens once a week. I hope it – and it's always like – you know what it is? You could try that stuff. I think it's just the timing of when they try that stuff. Like, they're, they're driving, they're cruising, and all of a sudden it's first and goal, and like, hey, how about a reverse here? Like, why? Yeah, why? Know, you don't do that. And, and that's another thing. Let's let's put that whole Tony, uh, Tony Pollard should be starting over Zeke <laughs> to rest. I mean, did you see Zeke running? Oh, my he, – the extra yards he was getting. I don't know why. I know that was a touchdown with Dak, by the way. Cause oh, my God. But regardless, just give it to Zeke. Like, Correct. I was talking with Brett earlier. It's like you know you're, you're you're that close most of the time. You if you're gonna go for it on fourth down, just run it. Just run it two or three times a Zeke. Like 
you know he's going to get in, man. We've seen him. We've seen him this year in particular. We've seen it obviously in his, his first couple of years in the league, but we've seen the fact that he is an absolute battering ram. You know what I mean? Like this yeah. dude could put his shoulder down. You know, nine times out of ten, if you sweep it out to Zeke, right, and he's like running out outside the tackles, he's almost looking for contact. You know what I mean? That's how mm-hmm. much of a, a badass Ezekiel Elliott is. And it's not. It's not that we should be talking about this guy or that guy or who should be getting the ball more. It's just, it's, it's very, very situational. You know what I mean? Like when you're on the one, obviously if, if Tony Pollard's in the backfield and you're on the one, you're not giving it to Tony Pollard. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You, you might get creative there, but if Zeke Elliott is in the backfield nine times out of 10, you should be giving him the ball. Absolutely. And I'm not just talking about his contract. I'm talking about the fact that he's just the best player on the field. Yep. You know, like he's just overall a, a monster, a, a beast of a monster. A beast of a monster. Wow, I'm really going double down yeah, on Zeke. Huh? <laughs> so yeah. I think, yeah. So I think we should just, you know, double down on giving the ball to Zeke, and I think that continues this week. I think they're going to see what the Carolina defense possesses. Clearly, if you look at the yardage, you know, you know these quarterbacks that they played, there are certain amount of plays that they do give up. You know what I mean? And I think the Cowboys have that explosive ability multiple times this week coming forward. So before we get into our game predictions and scores and all that stuff, I want to ask you both something just based off the first three weeks of the season. Minus Dak Prescott, who obviously we're all excited that he's back. He's slinging the ball over the place. Who's your biggest like surprise? You know, and and it's I I almost could say like you can't use Micah Parsons because we all kind of thought he was going to be that way. But like who's your biggest surprise in the first three weeks of this NFL season for the Dallas Cowboys. I'll start with Brett. Well, you know, I've been riding Trayvon, right? You know, I've been talking about Diggs. And um, I would say, you know, and I I like the kid a lot, and I I wanted him to make the cut. um, But the way Cedric Wilson's been playing is is insane, man. And I I I think he's going to crescendo. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's going to keep getting better, man. I meant the kid makes plays and that one catch on the sideline, even though he had one foot down, was just insane. Oh my God. I mean, if at first, when they called that a catch, I was like, there's no way. Right. Like, and, like when you see that in real time from where we were sitting, I was like, how it, this gravity doesn't work that way. You know? Like, so uh, Cedric I would, Wilson, I would say Cedric Wilson. And again, um, I, well, I, I'll go, go ahead, Keith. Cause I might say somebody else who he might say, well, I actually was going to say Cedric Wilson. How about that? Oh, how about but, that? But I'm going to go with someone else. I'm going to go with Terrence Steele. Hey, I like it. Do you know what I mean? Because, yeah. you know, I mean, we were all worried, you know, after we knew Collins wasn't going to be playing. And we were even talking about um, putting out Zach Martin again to tackle. And then we all caught ourselves and said, wait a second. You know, he started a lot, a lot of games. Like, let's give this guy a chance. And as Brett has said, you know, he's on the team. He's the backup. He needs to play tackle. And he's played tackle. And look, we have not talked bad about him once. I know. <laughs> been, so that means uh, he's been doing a good job. That's how you know an offensive lineman is doing a good job. Not gonna, yeah, because you're not mentioning catches or runs. Right. And you're the Eagles, the Eagles front front four is no joke. No joke. No joke. Right. So. And, and, you know, it's funny. Um, it's funny you say Terrence Steele. I always thought to myself, like, if you're not mentioning the guy that's hurt, that must mean the backup is just it's fine. You know what I mean? Like we're not like we're not sitting. There's no broadcast going. Well, then again, I don't know because I didn't listen to all the Monday night broadcast and I watched the game again, but like a condensed version. But like there wasn't many. There wasn't any references like 
well, you know, how are the Cowboys going to do without Collins? Like, they've been doing fine. They've yeah. been doing fine, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's kind of crazy uh, that you say that. Terrence Steele is a great one. I'm going to go um, offensive side of the ball as well. There is, there is no doubt in my mind that we have found ourselves, including last year when he had to step up, we got ourselves a tight end one in Dalton Schultz. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, dude, this kid, this kid, first of all, best mustache in the game. Second of all, when he, I watched that, I don't know if you guys do this, but go on DallasCowboys.com and watch sounds of the sidelines, right? It's it's always like the best clips of the, you know, they get sound and they're, they're getting video of the guys on the bench and what they're telling each other, right? Which is great because then you hear uh, uh, Coach Durden, uh, the defensive line coach in his, in his British accent or wherever he's from. I'm sorry. I, I'm remiss of not knowing where he's from. But, like, he's intense. But then they go over to Dalton Schultz after his second touchdown, right? And he's sitting on the bench and Zeke's there. We're all high-fiving him. And, all, and he goes, but, guys, I'm just a blocker. I'm just a blocker. You know, like, just making that joke that's saying, like, people are like, ah, I guess he can block, but I don't know if he's that good of a pass guy. This kid is come on. And now he's got pro football focus ranking him as like the third or second best tight end in football right now. Now, is that true? No. There's guys that are better pound for pound, Kelsey, Waller, you know, even Kittle out there. But I'm just saying pound for pound, those guys are probably skill-wise better. But Dalton Schultz has arrived, and I think that's going to help not only Blake Jarwin kind of ease himself back in there because we haven't really heard much of him because, again, he's coming off ACL, so he's, he's definitely going to ease himself back in there. But in the first three weeks, man – I am all on the Schultzy train right now. Dude, what's funny is on my the other podcast I do, and we had our fantasy football episode when mm-hmm. I drafted. I to remember, I don't know if you remember. I, I, I do remember that. Schultz and yeah. I got ripped to <laughs> right. shreds. And one of the guys is supposedly a Cowboy fan goes, who, who is that guy? Oh, well, and obviously like, he's not really? a Cowboy fan. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, are you serious? Like, did you watch last season? He goes, oh, you got to be taking Blake Jarwin. You got to be. I said, I, I like Blake, but. If you follow the Cowboys last year in, in training camp, this can be a dark horse. Mm-hmm. And there you go. So I'm very happy for him. So yeah, and, and, Schultz, a and it's a very, very good safety net for Dak Prescott over the middle. Like, yes, we have guys like you just said, the aforementioned Cedric Wilson, and obviously CeeDee Lamb is having a great year as well with that big catch to start the game. The place was rocking after that catch. My By God. By the way, I'm aforementioned. Don't ever use that word again on this podcast. <laughs> is that too is that too professional for this podcast? I'm sorry. <laughs> It makes it makes bread uneasy when you use these big words. Well, you know I, gotta, I gotta start using words. You know, nobody understands. You just right use here. crescendo, and that's it. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, so those those three surprises are definitely you know something that we can definitely hang our hat on as far as going forward. Now, the Carolina can Panthers. I, can I say the other guy I was going to mention though? Yeah, of course. We knew was good, but is real is Pollard, man. I meant. Oh my god! Yeah, we know he was good, but I meant. He's been playing at a. I just love this one-two punch, and I, and I and I really tired of everybody trying to debate the difference. I mean, they run differently, and both of them are running the right way in the right situations, at least. But again, I think I think there was a stat that came out this week that Tony Pollard, like seventy-five percent of his runs or something, something crazy. Seventy. It was a high percentage. I want to say it was in the seventies. Percentage of his runs were for first downs. Like, is that not nuts? Like, every time the kid gets the ball, he's he's running, like, upright. You know, he's not putting his shoulder down. He's not trying to burrow anybody over. He's running upright. He's fast. He's elusive. And he's he's really, really good. He's just a really, really good running back. And, yes, that debate is to rest. Nobody's talking about that anymore, or at least they shouldn't be, because it, it is, is, is a very, very good thing to have when you're trying to make a run in this league is to have two fresh backs 
like a Zeke and like a, a Tony Pollard. So very good on that one too. Um, all right. So the Panthers, what's up? What up? I was gonna say, let's get to predictions. I gotta yeah. Go. yeah. 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 All right. So the Panthers are coming in, right? So they're three and oh, like we said before the aforementioned jets, the saints and Texans, all right. They've beaten those teams, uh, it, handedly, I would say, you know, um, so the Panthers, number one ranked defense, they, they pose some problems. Sam Darnold can definitely move outside the pocket if it needs to. I'll start with Brett. Do the Dallas Cowboys right now at two and one, do they improve to three and one? Because look, you look at the rest of the NFC East right now, right? Going into this week, I believe the Washington football team has Atlanta. So they probably gain a little traction there. I, I got Washington probably winning that game. And then you have the Philadelphia Eagles who are playing a very, very angry Patrick Mahomes. I think the Eagles are about to give up two straight 40 burgers, to be honest with you. And, of course, the Giants, um, well, I'm drawing a blank here, but the Giants are also potentially, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're road dogs, obviously. Uh, but the Cowboys have a chance to kind of separate themselves just a little bit more. Brett, do you think they do it? Absolutely. I mean, they should do it. Again, this is the Cowboys. We, we've seen this go the other way. Uh-huh. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to get all in that, you know, but I think Dad might be coming home, Keith. I oh think boy! Might be coming so. home this week. Oh boy! And uh, oh, I, I, I would say it, it. I could look at it like a thirty-five seventeen type victory. Oh wow! Okay, so that's that's a big big victory. All right, so there you go. So yeah. so none of these none of these like let's keep it close for team morale this week. Let's just <laughs> let's let's just beat them up. Is that what you want? Well, no, it's not about team morale, man. It's about eating the cheese, man. And you know that's a Bill Parcells quote. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, uh, Dak Prescott addressed that. He used that term. He said, you know, one of the reporters said, are you going to eat the cheese? He goes, no, the cheese doesn't even look that good. We're two and one. I like so it. As long as the leader keeps that that attitude going and they, they still should play with a, a chip. I mean, just by Stephen A. Smith running his mouth alone all the time, um, you know, he was saying the other day that, you know, we're just Dallas is going to implode. They always do. <laughs> and everybody's waiting for it. I mean. So so this team needs to really keep fighting and like, you know, like they're in a street fight every game. Can't let up. But it was and supposed I mean, to it was supposed wins. to be an exhibition, Brad. <laughs> I know. Enjoy the win. And um again, so as long as they don't eat the cheese and, and, and again, I, I think you guys really agree with what I'm saying on that, by the way, even when I said if we blow them out, we can't act like, you know, we them boys and doing uh, friggin' wolf howling and calling. <laughs> right? I got it. I got it. I and got again, it. And I, I can't take when you recover fumble, eight guys go in the end, the whole thing goes in the end zone <laughs> and poses for a photograph or crawls around on their stomach. I mean, it's fun, you know, but at the same time, it's like, yo, man, you know. So yeah, you ever I see actually? Do you ever see the? Do you ever see the movie? Both of you guys you ever see the movie Basketball? Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, all right, so what? What? what yeah, when they're in the when they're in the end zone, it was actually in the intro when they're doing like everybody's lining up and they're doing the kicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's the same thing. So anyway, all right. So Brett's got the Cowboys dominating the, the Carolina Panthers, thirty-five seventeen. Keith, where are you at with this one? Okay, uh, this is what scares me. All right, <laughs> here we go. This <laughs> is our first. We should do it of the year of the season. And when I say that, is this is the first game that we we're playing this year where oh we should win this one. 
We didn't say that with the Eagles. I we think didn't I said say that with the, with the Chargers. No, but I'm saying it's a general opinion. Okay, general, yes. That's what I mean. There's a general opinion that, oh, we should we should do this. So that scares me. I think the last time that happened was the Cleveland game last year. You know, where, right. where I was the only one to take Cleveland and everyone's like, oh, no, this is a this is a, you know, we ended up getting trounced. I know we had a little comeback at the end. <laughs> and, then but, Jar- and then Jarvis Landry leads the Cowboys in touchdown passes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so now the thing that scares me about the Panthers, believe it or not, and it's not really their defense. It is their offense still. And when I say that is their defense really hasn't impressed me because as I, I, I brought up earlier, their defense really hasn't played anyone. This mm-hmm. is going to be the test for them, okay? And I think, you know, what our offense has done against Tampa's defense, against, you know, um, the Eagles' defense is something to, you know, take into consideration. Their offense scares me a little more. And okay. I know it's kind of the opposite of what Brett was saying. And the main reason why is the Saints have an awesome defense, okay? That's what's been – that's why, by the way, the Saints are playing well. It's because they mm-hmm. have an awesome defense. Yeah, Darnold threw sure. for 360 yards against them. Okay. Okay. So – and they won 26 to seven. So then again, they did have McCaffrey too. Mm-hmm. They don't have him now. So I would have a different opinion if McCaffrey was playing, but I do take the Cowboys in this game. Okay. Um, I can't see us losing. And that scares me. Yeah, of course. As a Cowboy fan, like, that's you know how I am from every angle. Now, if they had McCaffrey, that's the only way I would say, Oh, it's going to be close. Like, you know, yeah, there's something, but I can't, I can see us. I can see it being maybe close at first or, and there's one thing that we didn't discuss in last game or get mad at is special teams. Now, the two things that are still our weaknesses are special teams and some of the coaching decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, so we'll see how that goes in this game. Maybe maybe Greg Zerline makes all of his extra points. Well, I was gonna, I, I suggested this, and I, I think you guys would agree that we should just set the extra point back to like the forty yard line so we can make the kick. <laughs> right. Just line up here, and here's the fifty seven yard extra point, and it's good. It's got plenty of leg, you know. But uh, I I agree. It's just it mind numbs me. You got to hear the people around me though. They, they I was so Jersey when he missed that extra point. I was cursing my brains out when he missed that extra point. People are looking at me like. But yeah, hey man, we're winning. We're winning the game, right? We're winning. I'm like, yeah. no, everybody, yeah. calm down. You know, we're gonna lose this game, 21-20. I was gonna say though, with the uh, with with our team too, though, what, the reason we've been winning. Not only have we been getting turnovers, but you know, Dak, yeah, of course, the fumble in the end zone or interception, whatever that was, against the Eagles, and then he had the um, the one against uh, uh, the the Chargers, mm-hmm. and did he have one against Tampa? I don't remember. I don't think so. A miss. No, uh, no, I'm saying interception. Oh, oh, uh, mm, I don't, I don't remember actually. I don't know. Well, regardless, that's yeah. huge. I mean, our turnovers are down. If you remember last season, last whole, year by this time Zeke had four fumbles. You yeah, know what I mean? So like, I yeah. Mean, so th- those are things that if they keep doing that, that you know, and they are. I mean, it seems like that's been drilled in their head. So yeah, I agree. Know, let's, if we stop, if we don't turn the ball over, we definitely win. Okay. All right, Definitely. so Brett, Brett, and Keith both had the Cowboys. I myself am still going to ride with America's team here as well. So if making a clean sweep, give me the Cowboys twenty-seven seventeen. I don't know if they put up the same amount of points that they did against the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, the Panthers are ranked number one. Yes, I did take in consideration of who they played so far. Uh, so none of their quarterbacks that he played so far is Dak Prescott. None of the running backs is is the combo that we have. I would say Kamara is still 
good um, and, and very, very good. But I'm saying like I would say that our combo is better than Kamara by himself. You know what I mean? So I think that works out for us. They haven't had to cover anybody as good as what we are throwing out there as far as Coop and Lamb. And, and now Dalton Schultz has come on the scene as a as a real pass catching option and threat. The Cowboys have a really good offense, and I think this is going to be the first test for the Carolina defense. Matt Rule is going to be a little bit under duress this entire time as far as his, his coaching, and you know he, he is a, a brand-new coach out there, and I think that as long as we manage the clock and we score some points and we run the clock out a little bit here and there, I know like I'm a psycho. I, I start watching the clock with like 12 minutes ago in the first quarter just to see it tick away. You know, like I just want to get to the end of the game and win. Um, I think the Cowboys ultimately do that, and uh, I think the, the the Dallas Cowboys will be three and one after four games. It's kind of kind of crazy. The one thing that scares me too is when you go into a game that everyone thinks you should win, mm-hmm. they try to go for the jugular right away. And then when that doesn't start working, then the team starts to panic and they just it's all, yeah, it's like a disarray. You know, I, yeah. don't, I, I agree with what you said, Sturch. They need to go in, just get, control the clock, go down the field nice. You don't need the you don't need to score right away. You don't need that big play right away. Just take mm-hmm. your time. If it's there, it's there. Let's not force it. Yeah, I you know agree. what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. that, that's the one thing when that that's the thing that scares me. And that that would happen in previous, you know, in pre in previous seasons too, where you know you think, oh, we got this game, and before you know it, we're not blowing them out. Not only that, we're surviving to win. Right. You know right. so. Yeah, it's, it'll be interesting. But the Dallas Cowboys have an opportunity with a couple bounces of the ball. The other games, they have an opportunity to be up two games after four games played. So that's kind of crazy. The NFC East is is a perfect division for this team to get right um, for the Dallas Cowboys. So, you know, it, it'll be uh, it'll be a fun one. We got an early game slot this time for the first time of the season. So we'll either have our make or break or our moods will be set early uh, for the rest of the football week in uh, week Sunday, uh, week uh, week four. So with that, uh, for, for Dave Sergio and, of course, Brett and Keith Ernst, this has been another episode of the Jersey hey, Boys Podcast. Really yeah. quick, really Uh-oh, quick. If you're, in, if you're in San Diego, I'm at the La Jolla Comedy. Can I at least promote my shows on this well, thing, Well, you, you, know, you, you hung up. You hung up. You went away. So, so you went away. I was like, all right, fine. He doesn't even want to hear the clothes. <laughs> so, all right, go check out Brett. Very funny stuff. Uh, I was in the live audience for two shows in a row. Uh, so definitely go check out Brett if you're in that area. A lot of fun material there, and he won't pick on you. Just don't be a bachelorette party. Just don't do not do any of that stuff because that's that's not good. So with that, for Dave Sturcio, Brett Ernst, and Keith Ernst, this has been another episode of the Jersey Boys Podcast right here on the Blogging the Boys Podcast Network. It's kickoff time. Let's go, Cowboys. <laughs>